Dennis Quaid. Dennis, you got any spare white strips? Did you know you can't find anything anymore, man? Sorry, right, excuse me, I'm 40. <laughs> <laughs> Where the hell are you? Are you in San Antonio? No, I'm in uh, Los Angeles, California. Now you're on the speaker. Now you're on a speakerphone. Can you? I don't know if you can pick it up. I know you have probably people listening to make sure I don't ask you any stupid questions, but that's why. But this, <laughs> this was what this show was all about, man. No, they're listening to make sure I don't say something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> now, Dennis, we were talking about it. It's great to have you on, and obviously the, the, the list of movies and TV shows, and obviously the insurance commercials. You know, we were talking about you know the younger generations because you're you know you're, you're, you're I mean you're in incredible physical condition. You work out. And now you're doing something that I think is revolutionary, and I, I don't know why I didn't think of it, doing a podcast on cassettes. <laughs> you know, I was wondering, because they're coming back. You know, vinyl's back, A-tracks are back, everything retro right. is back, but you're taking it to the next level. You're going to bring cassettes and Walkman back in business. Do you have stock in Sony? Are they going to start reissuing <laughs> Walkmans? Is that, was that singular cassette sound that really attracted me to that? And yeah, that was uh, we were doing that as a spoof. Um, it was supposed to be an April Fool's Day joke that we were going to bring on people uh, on on the Ellen Show, but uh, we, we made a like a, a yeah, infomercial out of it. And you know, it doesn't seem like such a bad idea <laughs> right now to really do it for real. Yeah, because, you know, you, I'm sure you've done it because, you know, we're in the same age group. You get the pencil in that cassette when, you, when it gets stuck and you, you try to rewind it so you don't break it in that white tape at the beginning of it. And then if you snap it, it's impossible to put back together and you get scotch tape and then you have to trim it on both sides. <laughs> and it's virtually impossible. I know. Do you remember the first the experience of the first time that you actually put on those phones with, with, a, with a Walkman? Absolutely. How revolutionary that was. Absolutely. It was life-changing. You know how many chicks yeah. I got with the, with the Walkman? And then the Discman. If you were able to whip out a Discman and not have it skip on you while you were jogging, that was unbelievable. Yeah, that, was kind of, that was a little tough, especially when you were jogging. <laughs> so, Dennis, how, I mean, look, the list of movies, you know, Robin and I watched the dog movies and we cried like babies. You know, the, all the, you did a couple of those, and they're tremendous. Of all the movies, you played two presidents. The one that, that hasn't been released yet is the one on Ronald Reagan. And then, of course, you played mm -hmm. Bill Clinton. And so of all the mm -hmm. movies you've done in your career, is there one that's, that you think is your best movie or your favorite movie or, or one that doesn't get enough credit and you thought you were better in it than people give you credit for? Well, you know, I judged myself, myself on the experience that I had making them. And so, hands down... It's always been the right stuff. It's been my favorite movie because I wanted to be an astronaut. I grew up in Houston. And when I was a kid, that's what you wanted to be. And um, when the movie came out, they were casting the movie. I wanted to play a Gordo Cooper because he was my favorite astronaut from that time. And uh, turned out he lived three miles from me here in L.A. We became good friends. Uh, he sent me over to Van Nuys Airport, and I got my pilot's license uh, from that film. Chuck Yeager was on the set every day. It was just like living a, a you know, a, a dream, a make-believe dream out in real life. And uh, so it still, to this day, remains my favorite movie. Now, the dog movies are interesting because, obviously, you had, the, you know, there were a bunch of different dogs, and 
I don't want to give away the plot, but the dogs die, and then they come back as another dog, and you're always there with them. But you used real dogs, because I guess the last movie that What's-His-Face made... Uh, you just gave away the plot. I, I mean, I know, but I mean, I said... <laughs> I don't want to say, I don't say what breeds are. I'm going to say a dog dies, and then that, that's not a right. dog's journey. That, that's the first one, is a dog's life, right? A dog's purpose, and then a dog's journey is the second one. Exactly. I don't, like to do dead, right. I don't like to do dead dog stories because Casey Kasem, you remember, blew up when somebody gave him a dead dog dedication coming out of an up tempo number back in the day on America's Top 40, if you remember, I'm sure. Yeah. Place in doggy heaven. Oh, really? Now, what's that called? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. It's called a dog something. A dog something? <laughs> <laughs> How about dog day afternoon, and then the dog go into a bank with you, and then you get Pacino to come in, and then you go in there with all these dogs, and then you rush the yeah. joint, and you get out with masks on because it's the coronavirus, and then you go in and nobody knows who you are, and you get out with all the dogs while women and children and all the tellers are playing with the dogs, and you get out with a billion dollars. How about that plot? Well, fantastic. Dog's name is Attica. 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 You're out of order. Dennis Quay joining us as we have fun. Now, Dennis, you know, people talk to your brother, Randy, and obviously he's done a lot of uh, weird stuff, too. Do you guys have a relationship? Because people wonder about that stuff. Well, these days we don't have a relationship. No, we don't. I've been talking to Randy in uh, a year, actually. And, uh, he doesn't like for me to speak for him in public. So I'm going to let him have that. Like, all I can tell you is that I love my brother from afar. All right, I was just curious because people, you know, they always, because obviously, you know, he's done the, the, the Christmas movie. I mean, the part that he played in the vacation movies oh, is legendary. legendary. Oh, he's fantastic yeah. at that. Yeah. He, Randy is one of my five favorite actors. And Kingpin. And <laughs> don't forget Kingpin. Yeah. <laughs> but Cousin, Cousin Eddie. One of the great comic characters of all time. Now, the, the question, uh, of course, is with the podcast, because you're really doing a real podcast. You're not doing it on cassettes. And we called the number, and obviously we got your voicemail, and we did text you, but you did not text us back. So that, num that. that number is now not like... It was not my birthday, too. You know, you can't, you can't return all those birthday texts. There's too many of them. Believe. I was hoping to leave a voicemail. Actually, we did it as a bit, pretending that we were calling you to make sure you were going to be there for the uh, for the appearance on the show, and we really yeah, appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Now, The Parent Trap. I mean, right. we're going old school. What was was your <laughs> first movie, The Parent Trap? <laughs> no, no, it was Birth of a Nation, man. What do you think? <laughs> the original Birth of a Nation. Yeah, right. No, no. Um. I started back in the, the uh, mid-70s. My first movie was um, uh, 9.30.55, like the date. That was the name of it. But the, the movie that uh, was known, I guess, was Breaking Away. Breaking Away, yeah. Like breakout film, yeah. Now, did you really have to ride bikes? or was that, that was, There wasn't a lot of CGI back then, right? <laughs> well, it, uh, people, yeah, it's, not a great skill riding a bicycle, but, you know, that was mostly on Dennis Christopher, too. And uh, uh, I'm a very avid cyclist now, road bike. Actually, in the, within the last 10 years, I was a runner, and I've turned into a cyclist. I'm one of those guys that's wearing those, you know, the, 
crazy colored lycra when you go by that you oh, yeah. laugh at. Yeah. Yeah, I get annoyed with that they're on the road. I know I lived in LA. For, I know I lived in LA for eleven years, and I would go down to the down to the Playa Vista ramp there, you know, where the UCLA rowers go out. And those are the guys that yeah. go by there all the time when they're going around from Playa Vista all the way around into right. the into the other part of the Venice and Marina right. so Del Rey. Right, on the yeah, on the jetties that they had out there. Yep. Now, can, can you That's stop? At, can you stop at an intersection and not have to uncleat your your feet? Can you do that thing with the front wheel to keep the bike up? Uh, yes, I learned the hard way how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you allowed to ride your bike in LA right now? I know social distancing is big everywhere, and everybody wants to do it. But if you, I mean, if you're riding a bike, is that against the law out there? Will Will the mayor Garcetti come out and send a drone after you? What, what How's that work? Yep. No, I think you can still ride your bike. I mean, just like you can drive your car. You're subject to all the you know rules of the road like everybody else. So. Talk, we're talking about the great Dennis Quaid. Now, the podcast is for real. It's not on cassette. Denissance. Not on the, right. Denissance. I love the name. Two yeah. N's and two S's. So when did you start doing these? Because obviously you're talking to all the celebs. They're already out there with a company called Audio Up. So how do we get it? Right. Uh, any place that you can get podcasts. Uh, See podcast or hit that podcast icon icon on your smartphone, uh, wherever it is, you can find us. Or you can go to audioup.com, you can find us that way. But uh, we're everywhere. And the Denisance, uh is part of a slate of shows that we, we have a podcast platform, which is Audio Up. And it's called the Denisance because my career and life has kind of like in the last few years have kind of taken on a whole new thing, to tell you the truth. I never listened to a podcast uh, up until about two years ago, but I did this podcast with my partner, now partner, Jared Guchstadt, called Bear and a Banjo. Uh, last year, we had the number two music podcast that we did along with Bob Dylan and uh, T-Bone Burnett and uh, Pooh Bear. It was a fictional, true story of uh, history of American music through these two characters and uh it was so much fun to do and uh we we decided to uh just really just form our own platform and uh have to work like a studio like we have a slate of shows that are coming out across all genres and billy and ray cyrus right on. billy ray cyrus is the first yeah. guest and he doesn't even look like billy ray cyrus anymore i don't recognize him. <laughs> yeah well the 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 is I, uh, as an actor, I've met so many interesting people, and I've played real people in life, and, I, and, I, and I've and i had the good fortune to be able to meet them, like Jimmy Morris in The Rookie, mm-hmm. uh, the real rookie, you know, it was his real story, or Gordo Cooper in, uh, in the, the right stuff. And so and with that, I've, I've done research into the, to really get to know somebody and figure out what makes them tick and, uh, you know, find out about them so I can portray, portray them. And so I'm taking that same process, and I brought it to the interview process with with people that I already have somewhat of a relationship with, like Billy Ray Cyrus, like like Billy Bush, who was uh, going to be on, uh, John Carter Cash, and and Jimmy Morris. I just did yesterday, in fact, and uh, that's what it's about. And you can hopefully, you know, it's with people who have nothing to sell. Like I do right now on your show. <laughs> and, uh, Wait, you're, I can't really, buy an insurance policy. Out, Wait a minute. Something new about them. 
I can't buy an insurance policy for you at a discounted price in these tough times? <laughs> uh, I'm, afraid, I'm afraid I have to be in the same line that you are when it comes to that. <laughs> <laughs> now, i got to ask you in the movie The Rookie, how, how fast, because we saw, you know, out there in the street and the road and you have the, the radar gun, how, how, how fast could you really throw the ball when you were portraying Jim in that movie? Well, Jimmy and I were just talking about this yesterday, in fact. Uh, I, on purpose, uh, did not put myself on a radar gun for the whole movie. What I did have is six months to prepare for it, and Jim Gott of the L.A. Dodgers yep. would come to my house in my front yard and uh, we walk out and I pitch uh, every other day. And then once a week, I got to go down to Dodger Stadium and pitch in an empty stadium on that mound. And that was really a magical experience. And uh, But I never put myself on a radar gun because I didn't want to be embarrassed. I just wanted to look like I could throw that hard. But Jimmy told me that even today, at uh, 50-something, he's he can he can bring it in at eighty eight miles an hour, eighty eight to ninety. So you don't even have an Pretty estimation good. of because you know guys who do it at these ballparks when we had ballparks, you know, go up there and you throw the ball and oh yeah, I'm going to go out there and throw it eighty miles an hour and it's like forty five because guys think they're you know yeah. macho men. Right. You have any idea yeah. how fast you were throwing? You think you were throwing in the seventies, eighties? What do you think? I, I uh, I'd like to think that I at least made it into the seventies. You know he's got uh, his own band, Tony. I know. He plays. I, he does everything. He plays this guitar guy. in his band, The Sharks. Now, do you write your own music too, Dennis, or is it is it mostly covers? Yeah. yeah. No, I've been a songwriter all my life. Really, that uh, since I first picked up a guitar, which was at the age of twelve, I realized I was never going to be able to shred a guitar. You know, like really, really play lead. So, songwriting was kind of my uh, defense. That that I would bring to the situation. I'm a rhythm player, and uh, it's. Songwriting has just been a part of my life, like breathing, since I was a kid. Dennis Quaid, ladies and gentlemen, doing the rounds today, and we really appreciate his time. Good stuff. Always great to talk to you. Love, love your work. I mean, you know, the, the, you the, the, the absolute resume is just incomparable. You know, and I've been around since the 70s, too, but I don't have the resume you do, pal, and it's great to talk to you. We really appreciate you coming on the show. The Denissance is the podcast. Go get it wherever podcasts are. Sort of like this one. But we're live, too, on Sirius XM 211, and we thank Dennis Quaid for joining us. Thanks so much, man. Appreciate it. Hey, I really appreciate it, guys. And uh, stay safe and stay sane. Uh, and uh, we'll all get through this. That's for sure. Absolutely, man. Thank you, Dennis. Thanks, Dennis. Ladies and gentlemen, right, Dennis God bless Quaid. You. God bless you. Here he is. Let's give him a warm round of applause in our simulated studio audience.